Namaste. Welcome to the third episode of this panel discussion that we have a panel on encouraging advanced student projects, leveraging Indian scientific and technological heritage and contributions. This panel has been discussing some very important issues and we have had very interesting agreements and not so very, what you call, um, uh, 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 it's not like everybody is towing the line, right? Because people are bringing perspectives and there's an agreement to agree to agree and agree to disagree perspective that's coming up there. And that's something that's really, really interesting. And on that note, let me kind of uh, take this, present this proposition to the panel at large. You know, so we have these kinds of projects that we need to put together. There's so many things to be done. So the question that comes, this is all the pragmatic part of how to go about it, because I'm sure there are so many such efforts going on across the entire nation where people are trying to say, look, we have this wonderful heritage. We have benefited from it. Why can't we have a continuity of it? Why can't we leverage it? Why can't we make a impact in the society, solving the problems of the society? So the question that I would like to ask rather a set of questions is, what kind of best practices does one come about, bring about in identifying those ripe areas for innovation in these multidisciplinary projects. And let me add a couple of sub-questions to this. How does one scope the outcomes of this project? Because a project has to be done by a set of students within a certain limited period of time, perhaps with a limited budget, limited resources. So how does one design this? Because as a guide, as a faculty, you need to think through about all of this, right? And how does one nurture the talent in the student to venture out and pick up all those multidisciplinary uh, uh, if I may kind of say so, to be able to not only understand the approaches that contemporary science and technology uses, but also a bit of Sanskrit, a bit of that intuitive way of going about problem solving, a bit of empirical observation and study and experimentation. That has been the forte of our uh, people who have had impactful contributions across several thousands of years. So, professors and Rajivji, uh, what do you say to this? Maybe I should start with Professor Murthy. How do you go about trying to identify what's right for innovation? How do you go about motivating the student to take it up? And how do you go about trying to ensure that the student really completes a meaningful project within a limited amount of time, limited resources, and what the little skill sets that they have? Professor Murthy. Yeah. <clears throat> So this is, uh, I, I would say, um, to, to some extent, not an easy thing. Because uh, to be honest, if you ask any IIT, I'm talking of only IIT students right now, IIT BTEX, let's say. Uh, typically, most of the students join IIT uh, uh, thinking that uh, they get a big salary at the end of the BTEC. Okay? It is, uh, very few, very, very few are joining IITs, any of the IITs, thinking that I'll become a great mechanical engineer or a great electronics engineer or a great civil engineer, okay? For whatever may be the reason, okay, we have become like that, okay? I mean, okay. I, I always say that uh, two things I want to see by the time I retire sometime uh, uh, 10 years down the line, that one, uh, the placement cells in IITs should go, okay? They should possibly become uh, counseling cells. You should be able to, okay. our job is to teach them the subject, okay? And then let them explore whatever is there. Maybe tell them what 
all the things that are available for you to explore okay so this is uh, uh, something which is uh, you know from the day one you come for counseling your the parents start asking you what is the pay package uh, my son is going to get at the end of four years i said 17 years is the time when you should dream how to transform the whole world that is the right. age not to think of what salary i will get at the end of four years if we are doing that we are killing them i mean you you are already killed yourself and a corpse right. cannot dream big things okay so so this is what is something that motivation has to happen i mean i think you uh, a societal change has to happen okay uh, basically thinking that uh, we have to somehow from the uh, school days you know and that's again one thing that has spoiled all this is je okay there should be a day when possibly we will come out of je there should be a way of identifying best students to iit uh, without this so called entrance examination and which is i mean kind of for four years uh, i mean in many places it is actually four years uh, not just 11th and 12th is killing people sure. to an extent that uh, my son i uh, he used to say uh, papa up to 10th i'm so enthusiastic about science and the moment i came to 11th and 12th with this coaching okay my my whole time goes only on how to solve these problems okay rather than thinking what is behind it's like uh, uh, looking at the 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 uh, the statue of a uh, god and not go, seeing what is there behind the statue okay you started saying right. namaste i always say this to people there is a significant difference between namaste and namaskar many people use the word right. namaskar namaskar is namaha plus aakar aakar is a shape namaste is te namaha plus te saha tau te when you say that which is there inside you to which i am bowing so i have already accepted that there is divinity in you i am only bending in front of the divinity not to the stature of you not the money that you have not the power that you have okay so right. this is something i think that motivation has to happen from the uh, younger age to tell them that you should ask i tell students that iit cannot be a goal for you iit should be a means to a goal if iit becomes right. a goal you lose the goal once you join here so so right. that is something i let's say a lot of things is on our shoulders okay for example from this year one thing that we have done at iit hyderabad there is no brand change once you join okay okay so first semester uh, and first two semesters every iit student who joins a metallurgy department keeps on working hard to change into computer science and if he does not get then the next three years he keeps on cribbing oh you, i should have done slightly better to be sitting there and as a result you comes out with a kind of an unsatisfied mind and what an unsatisfied mind will do they an unsatisfied right. mind will never bring out great things so we said from now right. you decide whether you want to join iit hyderabad or not okay once you join a particular branch you will continue in that branch so that you contribute to that branch so there are so many so, so, you know uh, you know bold decisions one has to take to bring you know like we say in metallurgy heat treatment brings a strength into the steel but heat treatment means you are heating something and beating something okay that looks very right. difficult thing but difficulties are the ones which will make you a strong man so maybe so, we have so, to uh, do those things as we go along thank you very nice very nice in fact i kind of infer that the motivation for a student who's done the if i may kind of use the word tapasya 
of slugging it off in the coaching center to get into IIT through the JE is so very different from the tapasya that one needs to do while at IIT in order to be able to actually expand one's gyan so that Lakshmi, that is money, comes automatically on the side without much botheration. Because if you are really an innovative contributor, you don't need to worry. And therefore, in that sense, what you're saying is from a kind of infer, identifying ripe areas of innovation where these kinds of multidisciplinary projects combine the best of the ancient wisdom and the science and technological contributions along with the modern approaches of learning science and technology, the way we do it in our uh, contemporary educational system. These can be started out if we get the motivation of the student right from the start. And what you're seeing is IIT should not be the place where there's such a big mad rush. That kind of a setup should be available for all the students so that they don't need to appear for JE at all. And yet they are able to add value and bring it out in a very big way. That's a very important fact. Just, just to add there, Mohanji, uh, is, for example, there is no Nobel Prize in engineering. There are Nobel Prizes in science, right? But how many right. of these students are doing science at the end of plus two? In up to plus two, you do only science. You study physics, maths, right. chemistry. But uh, how many right. of them are joining ISERS, for example? Okay. You see, there are institutions equivalent to IITs have been established for yeah. only studying science. Okay. Right. And uh, this, is, this is just because we started at some point of time, as Rajivji started telling, that we started running behind money. Okay. And, uh, and this run behind money uh, would not lead you somewhere. I mean, it will never bring you uh, Nobel Prizes to India if you start uh, minding, uh, you know, um, brainwashing yourself that what is important is only money, nothing else. So, so that's the point. The point is never to have an incentive like money or Nobel Prize, but just that you need to be a really successful, contributing, impactfully contributing professional. I think this impactfully contributing professional, which is what our ancient rishis were, the Vajnanic rishis, if I may kind of say so, that is missing in the contemporary education setup. That's what you're bringing out. That's a very important, interesting note. Maybe let me kind of go to Professor Manivanan and ask him, sir, in a very quick way, could you share your thoughts on how does one go about identifying projects which the students can complete and yet which combines both the wisdom of the ancient sciences and the approaches of modern uh, educational uh, 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 artifacts. Sure. Professor Manivan. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Mohan. So uh, whether we like it or not, the students are running behind the money and they will continue to run behind the money for no, next generation or so. That is the right. uh, current situation. That is the truth. We have to accept it. If you want to know, I encourage uh, all our uh, uh, ancient science and all those things. We need to take a practical uh, approach. Ideally, we want okay. the students to grow looking at the you know, inner ways, but that is the ideal way. That is going to be you now take very, very long time. So the practical approach is how do we encourage the students take uh, okay. uh, our ancient uh, science approach at the same time where they can make money. So uh, right. maybe what we can look at it, for example, I'll give you a couple of examples where the billion dollar problems are addressed yes. using our scientific, our ancient scientific method. For example, no, uh, diabetic diagnosis is one of the no, billion dollar uh, problem. Getting a non-invasive right. method. Okay, so uh, our students are solving it using our ancient knowledge. 
or another example i can briefly give you about this you know, linga mudra what we did for the covid patients without going to the the, the hospital or for some first aid to improve the oxygen our saturation we come up with this idea of a simple linga mudra which now saved thousands of patients now i'm very i'm glad to say that it has saved thousands of patients and uh, still uh, uh, coming up with a very simple attachment to uh, health uh, patients to do linga mudra there is a way of money out of this so i think i my suggestions would be to uh, uh, encourage the build, uh, the students to look into now uh, the social problems uh, which are now uh, unsolved and which has in you know, a billion dollars worth of it i have but at the same time now learn from the other ancient science to address those issues that would be my suggestion wonderful. thank you wonderful wonderful i really appreciate what you are really doing that is you are combining what is called as a pragmatic impactful application combining what has been done by our ancients with what is contemporary approach so that people get motivated because of the outcomes that are demonstrable and i think that's exactly what students need to do i really appreciate your point there professor manivanan let me go ask professor sampat kumar sir uh, in a minute what do you say how does uh, how do you motivate your student to take up a project which you think can be done within 6 months time thank you professor mohan and i first of all i really uh, convey my thanks to professor, uh, professor murthy he conveyed what we are really facing with the students people okay. joined with the je background exactly convey to actually only small what okay. a exception i can have able to get through that at that rather than going for a top student i always take the middle students actually middle level student okay. they are motivated they really get interested actually that's one way i able to know they are really coming for a, you know to a good project and they able to do that now coming out of this particular to motivate student like to go out of picture type of you know situations particularly think this karma award itself again considers one more award of the institute actually but it's a unique award okay. that people are really you know talking about award given for the student doing something for the society so the award should really right. be full function should be organized by a mat or a traditional society actually there with some certificate done it okay. publicly then they really get motivated get involved in doing when they see that there is a real recognition coming from the society a separate function to get really motivated separate we should do it actually so, you know and also increase more awards also only one award the whole institute like one each award and the department should be there many awards and done a separate function with the social people are coming and encouraging them then subsequently messages passed on to others also they really get motivated get into that and during the meeting also we can propose what are the common like to solve it actually these are the issue like to solve then they also get motivated they themselves come later so right to work on it can get involved like that they we can slowly in turn bring them motivated them they themselves come to me or come to us to solve the problem using our jointed together actually Beautiful. i i really appreciate what you brought out let me just summarize it in under a minute so what you're saying is that you need to have perhaps a heritage club within institutional setup like an iit which can really work together with the institution in helping a project be framed such that the student can add value and once that done then go beyond the institution's charge to be able to honor the student within the society because the society stands to benefit in a big way and the student gets to experience the satisfaction of seeing the acknowledgement by the society and that's something which has uh, got to be worked out and that's something it's a very interesting idea very interesting idea i think that's a very important takeaway how to combine 
how to work beyond the institutional barriers to be able to encourage students such that they really find the satisfaction of having seen, satisfying or seeing the impact of the rewards. Professor Lakshman, what do you say to that? Is it a good idea? Yeah, I, I find that's that's a very very start good starting point uh, to okay. move forward. Uh, now, as uh, Rajiv ji already pointed out, yes, uh, it is a big rat race around, and everybody runs for money. There is no doubt about it. Uh, it's going to be always money-driven economy year after until each person individual changes. It might be philosophical, but there are changes happening that I can say at least now. Especially when you talk about Gurukula, we've moved far away from Gurukulam, so we cannot twin it back immediately. But right. there are some schools even in Chennai which follows this Gurukula movement now. So slowly it will pick up okay. and give you that importance towards don't go look for passion, not for money. And uh, I have motivating students with respect to taking heritage projects. I have two particular points. It needs to come with both from the faculty learning as well as for the students. Why I say many of our faculties, for example, you take me, I have uh, specialized in electrochemistry and corrosion. If you ask me about history, I blink. We lose what we learned in the historical things, for example. And that is where right. faculties have to keep in touch with that, take that to the students. To say that, of course, right. in IIT system, as Professor pointed out, there are new courses which introduced. So one thing which should be the heritage of India, especially in metallurgy department should have uh, uh, the architectural or archaeological based metallurgical uh, subjects to enthuse them to say where do we and give them the practical classes required for that. In off late, if you see IITs are more theory based. In general, most college are theory based. Hands on experience are still far behind right and of course we go for visits we go for industrial visits not for archaeological right. visits from IITs so you take them to them they will have they have the capacity to do it yes you need they will obviously look for the dollars right. but you enthuse them showing what is that different in Chidambaram temple what is that important in Tanjavur temple it's basically it's right. institutes do not do that as of I understand right now so that's where we introduce them these aspects to it and say yes brought the project for this which uh, Mr. Akshay won was based on the societal need which came from a rural action type group, rural technological Wonderful. action group which came through Professor Manas to us to solve this problem of Bidar. In fact, that is how we initiated the problem, gave him, of course, he would ask me the immediate question, sir, will I get a job? I say, yes, yes. this is a satisfaction point. It's not money. And I'm proud to right. say that my, at least the student who is right now, he has his own uh, entrepreneurship, which he chose towards Ayurveda, or you name it, either way, he is towards the earth. He is having his own company, which builds toothbrushes made of natural bamboo and charcoal. So that is yeah. a, the old antique thing, and he is using business for it. The tissue is based on bamboo. He has his own company floated in Mumbai with his two friends with it. And they are doing, that's what is my belief, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm very positive that it will take time. But surely it is possible. That's my view of Rajivji. So Rajivji, coming to you on this very important topic of, you know, you kind of said Silicon Valley is so very materialistic and money-oriented. But then, like Professor B.S. Muthi was saying, getting the students to be motivated to go beyond the money part and to do something that's absolutely impactful professional contribution and that opens a huge vista of uh, dimensions in which students can spot opportunities and possibly entrepreneurial uh, 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 impact, entrepreneurial efforts uh, being successful. So what do you say to these kinds of use that has been exposed, Rajivji? So I think all this is wonderful. 
I would add one more dimension. I think uh, there's bottom up and there's top down. Okay. Uh, so some of these uh, ideas are bottom up. So you spontaneously, you look for something uh, that inspires you and then you work on it or your particular professor has an area of interest and uh, he has a few students and they, he nurtures them. These are kind of uh, decentralized bottom up and they're very, very important. But there is, let's also learn from China. China made at the nation level, 10 big bets. And they said, okay. we are going to roll the dice on billions of dollars on every one of them uh, with the goal that in 10 to 15 years, we should be number one or number two in the world in each of them. And they picked you know, solar uh, uh, energy, they put, put electric vehicles with lithium iron, uh, artificial intelligence and robotics and quantum computing. And you know, you know the list of the major bets that China made as a nation. And they sent out a lot of funding, a lot of... Uh, they, so the idea was that uh, if there is a certain overall architecture of a problem and you want to become number one in solving that on a global scale, uh, with that as your vision, you, a lot of little things can be done that fit into that. So a whole Wonderful. lot of people uh, can work on uh, uh, you know, a, a particular issue, uh, a, 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 which one of these big bets that the government has made, there's tons of money available for that. Uh, so now you are encouraging a decentralized, spontaneous interest on the part of a lot of people. But uh, if, they, if, if it is one of those 10 areas or whatever number of areas India chooses, then, then of course, uh, the, it will also be for nation building and they'll be able to find other people in India collaborating because they've also picked a similar topic. So I think that, that uh, defining these very big areas would be important. Yeah. The second thing I so, would so like to mention... The, the second right. thing I want so to I, I mention... I just add one point to what you said, Rajiji. So India as a nation, India as a civilization has to take large, make large bets. And yes. in that context, you need to have the human resources, the scientists, the engineers, who are excellent professionals, really come out with something that's impactful. And it is in that impactful contribution context that we can leverage our continuity of being able to do something which has been happening for the past thousand years. So can yes. I frame it that way, Rajinji? Yeah, that is, that is absolutely correct. And you see these large bets are not uh, short-term money-making, so no industrialist is going to make that. I mean, if China had, if the right. Chinese government had not identified that these are, the, we keep supporting you billions of dollars, we know that uh, you'll, you'll make losses for a while, but in the end, we'll bring world-class uh, companies and world-class entrepreneurs, and they did. In all these areas of bet, almost every one of them, China is either number one or number two. So India needs to define the very big bets of that kind. Uh, you know, ISRO could not have started or Baba Atomic Research could not have started as with some kind of a private industry uh, wanting to do it on their own because they would like to see a business plan which makes money in a few years. Get you know, get, These are not always money-making short-term, but in the long run, they will make industries, large industries, a lot of jobs. With the public starting the big bets and the private industry really building up the ecosystem to ensure that the benefits of the big bets are really made. And I think yeah. it is in that context that we need to frame this problem of how to encourage our students to take up projects that blends the best of what is called as the knowledge that has been contributed to by our ancients, that ability to contribute the empirical thinking, the algorithmic thinking, the ability to make things happen fast versus applying the contemporary knowledge into the society. And therefore, when you do 
contemporary society, you do it for the world at large. Yeah. So, Rajivji, if I may kind of say, the second, the second part of my, the second part of my thought right. is that both United States and China have built a, uh -huh. a government, industry, academic complex, where okay. the three, three work together. Uh, the, the when okay. I was uh, in 1970, you know, graduate student, I was very impressed that my professor uh, had a Pentagon grant. And he took me, he got me secret the service, uh, the, the security clearance, so I could also go with him. It was very inspiring. I'm this young fellow and uh, a few other young students like me and this professor. We're solving some very big uh, national problem that the government is funding. Uh, uh, and so we are part of this business that the government funds academics in a very big way. Industry funds academics. A large number okay. of the... Research, amount of research, whether it's pharmaceuticals, whether it's computer science, metallurgy, what aerospace, you will find that these academic people get huge grants from the big industry. So the industry with its money is also nurturing students because they'll be employees in the future. And they want to, they, it is part of their CSR, if you will, to fund academic right. research. And uh, uh, so, you know, we need to bring industry into research. We need to bring government into academics. And we need to bring government and in industry together. This triangle is not happening in India in large scale. It's very few example here and there. You can give me isolated example that this professor and that industry working together, but that's a rare, rare situation. It needs to be right. more normal for industry, government and academics to be working together on huge problems, very, very big problems. And then, then the young students will be very inspired to, to stay in India, first thing you got to be uh, the challenge you have to win is Indian brilliant brains should stay in India. And when they stay in India, they should not be working for Microsoft India and Google India. They should be working for uh, something that stays in India as Indian intellectual property. But just because right. you're based in Bangalore and you're somewhere and you're working for an American company doesn't mean that you're serving the Indian nation because all that intellectual property belongs somewhere in the, in the US. So this mindset has to change. And this is going to be required big thinking. This is what Niti Aayog, HRD Ministry, all those guys better be doing. I don't see them doing all this. Wonderful. I think uh, you really hit the nail in a very interesting way. We need to have this triangle of industry, government, and academia working together with a very strong Indic sense of identity and the Indic uh, duty towards the Indic civilizational ethos. And yeah. that is exactly how I think we need to really build up. And I'm sure... Professor B.S. Murthy, you would like to have the last word, sir, because we're coming to the end of this no, uh, no. panel of about two hours. I think the time is just flying by, right? Yeah, two hours. So, Professor B.S. Murthy, what do you say no, to no. what Professor Rajiv? I echo what Professor Rajiv has taught. Okay, The top-down is much more important because top-down can be on a large scale. The yeah, bottom-up right. will be on a small scale. Okay, If you want a complete societal uh, you know overhauling that has to happen it cannot happen in small small pockets so so i hope moe will seriously think about this and then bring in but there are changes happening i do not say uh, it is completely not happening but they are happening <laughs> as lakshman pointed out at some point of time they are happening at a, such a slow pace that uh, i mean uh, it is going to take much. I think people have to understand that time is very important. Uh, no, time is very precious. So as a result, it is important to bring in these changes in a big way. The way China is doing, 
so committed uh, they are doing it so india also should be committed to bring these changes very quickly wonderful i think uh, uh, on that note pramakanda says so what rajiv ji and what professor bs muthi said india indian people indian governance structures like uh, government in the academia in the industry really have to wake up to this reality a you cannot be slow and tectonically slow or glacially slow in trying to bring over the change you need to really wake up to the scorching pace at which things are happening across the world we in india have to earn to adapt to that space two we really need to build up on our strengths and our strengths have been that we have a continuity uh, issue a continuity issue in terms of saying look past thousands of years we have been adding value at the level of science and technology where humanity at large has benefited and we need to bring that spirit back and therefore in that context we have to motivate the students to not only do solid work here but also know that when they do a impactful work money automatically comes so on that note i would like to thank you professor b s muthi thank you professor lakshman thank you professor manivannan thank you professor sambath kumar and rajiv ji thanks a lot for having come together on this panel and on this note we close this panel discussion